All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, Bartlett spinning the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760 is your number. We are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, and today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, Get a Dose, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. Keep in mind, if you're looking to step up your so, uh, your cocktail game or get insider info on all seasonal releases or you just want to order online for same day delivery, just go to specsonline.com because the fun starts here. That is Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of seasonal releases, that Dos Equis Amber available now. Oh, yeah. So that that's see, they have it. Um, Every year around the fall, right? Yeah. I, I I typically look for ambers in the fall. Yeah, myself. but they have them all year round. I think I think it's available yeah, year it's round. But I'm, I'm just saying, go swing swing by and get one. I got you. I got you. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. All right. Before we get to Martin's phone call, let me just touch on the baseball game last night. Um, in regards to as you see, the Phillies uh take a two one lead, you know, over the Astros. Um. What really stands out to me about the game is, again, how red-hot Bryce Harper's been through the whole postseason. You know, this is a guy, I remember talking about this when it first happened, when his parents and his dad, okay, for him to drop out of high school to try to pursue a baseball career. I mean, he's the one athlete I could think of in the last 20 years that was on that magazine, like LeBron, that was on that front of that magazine as Tiger, as a young phenom. So it's been a while. I mean, it's been a long journey for him to get to this point, and you could tell uh, that he wants this bad in regards to his own personal, because remember, you know, and I failed to, you know, I forget this too, but the time that he was traded or he decided to leave in free agency that year, the Nationals won the World Series. So, you know, that that's kind of like, you know, I remember getting trolled about it. I know that that's kind of burned him. So he's really have led this team through this postseason run. <clears throat> now, their bullpen has the thing that's crazy to me is because their bullpen didn't really look like this all year. You know, keep in mind that we're talking about a team that won a little bit over 80 games. Um, so this is, you know, and look, Smoltz is one of my favorite pitchers, that whole Atlanta Braves staff. I grew up watching them, but you know, he doesn't say anything just to say it. And I know he was just saying like, if they complete that, this is, you know, I don't want to be, you know, prison the moment, but this is probably one of the best runs I've seen coming through. You got to think how long he's been in the broadcast booth. And also you got to think about how much he's, what he's seen as a player. So props to them on the Astros side. Look, I'm rooting hard for Dusty. But, you know, it just surprised me. McCoolers, you know, there's he, he denied it. But I'm telling you that he had to have been pitching his uh, tipping his pitches. They were sitting on everything. Hulk, Harper. I mean, they were and these are launches like they. And, and again, the reason why I know, because they, they try to play country dumb in the post game because they were asked because there was a time where Bryce Harper leaned to his teammate before he went to the plate and whispered some in his ear. The first pitch he's seen gone in the city of brotherly love thin air at night tonight will be a big one um you know i think obviously if you're the astros you don't want to go down 3-1 um you know so i think tonight is one of those games that you got to get things going but where's the psyche gonna be i mean because they sawed off astros bats in that lineup sawed them off cut them down to nothing and that's the reason on this show we've always pre uh uh preached good pitching always kills bats and solve bats in the postseason 
that's the reason why I was never high on the Yankees all year because I just knew they didn't have the pitching in number two. They swing for the fences, and that's all. But we'll see what happens tonight in game three. But last night, and I know Dusty's getting a little criticism because he left them in there long, you know, but I think Dusty's looking at it like, you know, he didn't want to really tax his bullpen if he had to. Sometimes managers make a decision just because you got to eat innings. Like, sit out there and take it. Ain't nobody come to save you, man. We ain't wasting, wasting these arms yet. Hell, we just in the third inning. Should have brought your stuff today. You got to get out there. If you don't have your stuff, you got to still out there and take it. 1-800-707-9760. Switching gears uh, back to the NFL. One of the big stories today that I haven't touched on yet is the news coming out of Washington, our nation's, cap- nation's capital, um, that Daniel Snyder, currently owner of the Commanders, has hired Bank of America to assist in doing due diligence and start the process of possibly selling the Washington Commanders. Um, look, first of all, I'm excited and happy for Washington Commanders fans and Washington fans. You know, I've said this before. I can't imagine being emotionally invested into a team that has a owner like that. Because once you're in, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's people old enough. Let's listen to this show that was Washington fans way before Snyder bought the bought the team. Uh, but also, what came to my mind when I heard this was the fact that, look, the the NFL owners, man, they really do operate almost and move like the damn mob family. Like I know the fact that if this guy, and we know how long he fought. Not to change his name. He didn't give in until FedEx and Nike stepped up. That's when he said, okay, well, I guess I'll listen. So I know without him going down without a fight, and this is according because Adam reported this, if this is true and he's hired Bank of America and this is the process, I know that the some of the powerful owners had to send a message to him. And it probably wasn't a pleasant one. Pretty much either you sell it, either you take this like a man and make some money off of it and go somewhere. Or if you choose to fight this, we will make it miserable for you and we will take you to the cleaners. It's pretty much what they told them. They ain't going to tell you that, but there's no way from what I have followed for Daniel Snyder. And as long as I've covered this team, I mean, this league and all the owners and knowing the business side of it and the, the, the who's who and who's not. There's no way that this was just something that he woke up or, you know, went to Sunday service in church and said, you know what? The Lord put something on my heart today. I'm going to do something right for these people down here. I'm going to sell this team finally. No, no. But anyway, you slice it. However they got there, I think that's good news. That's good news. I just want to see what Bank of America's charged, what they're going to get out of, what kickback they're going to get. That's going to be that's gonna be a big ticket, man. That'll surpass. I think that one, I think that'll surpass the Broncos sale. I think that one will. We're, we're only going to keep getting bigger and bigger as these things. And isn't it weird, for whatever reason, it just seems like, we're in a time right now where teams are becoming value, like up for sale more than at a clip that we've probably seen. You know, and there's different factors into that. And I told you, that's just one of the things I think the, the wealthy people of the world, um, you know, there's only so many social media companies you can buy. 
he bought a losing company. It's losing a lot of money. He's gonna lose on that. Talking about Elon, yeah, he's gonna lose on that. He didn't. He, I think he he bought it for other personal reasons, but and especially the way it was dragged out, and how long it that's a that's a losing company unless he has some type of vision or some team that's going to really change the what Twitter is and go do it. He's losing money on that. He bought it for any reason, but anyway, I digress. There's only so many social media accounts that billionaires can. The thing that's the thing. There's so many all white parties you can go to. You can only compare yacht sizes so many times. Yeah, Tom, we'll look at this side. We'll take a look at her. The one thing that you can't have, you can have all the money, but you got to be vote. You got to be liked. You got to be voted in. And that's the NFL owner. And that's the reason why people will be clamoring. As soon as that news went out today, as soon as it went out today, there's people calling their lawyers. To say, hey, get something ready. Get a package. You know, call whatever hedge fund. Call them up. Get our like, as soon as that news broke, because it, they don't come up that often, and it's a prestige thing to own. Now, minorities have taken a shot at this quite often over the last few years, trying to acquire a majority ownership of an NFL team, any teams for that most part, but especially NFL. To become the Michael Jordan of the NFL. You know, Mike is the guy that's majority owner, one of the only African-American owners. Now, in the first hour, if you were paying attention to class, and we had a phone call, Mike, and he talked about Auburn, and he talked about how there's word out there that they might not want to hire Dion because Dion's African-American, this and that. And I said, hey, look, universities and teams whether they want to admit it or not, make decisions, especially at the coaching level, ownership level, based off of your clientele, your fan base. Demographic breakdown. I said that last hour. So I'm going to say this for this hour. We've got two chocolate cities in this country. Hot Atlanta. Home of the Braves. Home of the Falcons. Home of Magic City. And you got Washington, D.C. This would be the perfect time for the NFL owners to really try to comb through. Now, whoever's qualified got the best offer. That's the case. I'll tell you, there's about two or three minority groups trying to buy Denver. But the Pinner group, they just had they had big bank take little bank. OK. So. Whoever's most qualified is going to get it and who has the best resume. But if the NFL really wants to make a turn, considering where that team plays, considering the demographic, you might want to basically take some consideration because I'm pretty sure there's going to be some minority ownership groups that put their plan together to try to purchase this team. That was the first thing. That was the second thing that came to my mind. But anyway, go ahead, Jonas. What you got? Well, a couple of notes on that one. One person who's expressed interest uh, in owning a part, at least, of the Washington Commanders is RG3, who once played quarterback there. Uh, he tweeted out today, Who wants to be a minority owner of the Washington Commanders? I'm down to pay for a stake in the team and bring 10 fans along for the ride. He followed that up with a, uh, with a tweet saying, 10 fans don't have to pay anything. Hashtag all in for the Manders. 
You know, RG3 is a guy, I'm not even on social media that much, but I know RG3 is a guy that likes to tweet some things to get reactions. Some of them are serious things. Some of them are just, I mean, borderline corny. RG3, look, man. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, is he, did he just get off of playing Madden or something? They got the franchise mode he's trying to buy. Like, tell him, like, I, I know they ain't paying that much at Bristol. And like I said, I don't know what what contract that he. I mean, of course, he had money coming to this. Unless he's got a group, and and I don't know who Robert Griffin the Third is rubbing shoulders with. Well, he. But I think to- that's kind of what he may be seeing now. If somebody wants to use him as a as a face and bring him in a group, but um, I'll be willing to b- bet you a dollar to a donut. I don't like pocket watching other grown man's money, but I bet you a dollar to a donut. RG doesn't have the resource of finances to buy the Commanders. Well, that's what I'm saying, at least a portion. But he did go on to tag uh, Kevin Durant, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Matthew McConaughey, and Wale. Uh, saying, so basically, Robert just trying to say, I got five on it. Who wants to go in? I got five on yeah, it. Yeah, but the, the cool I mean, part is saying that he, you know, he's like, hey, I'll, I'll give fans a, a portion of my stake too because I'll bring 10 fans along for the ride. You have the Washington Post article today quoting Forbes is estimating the commanders at $5.6 billion in August. Uh, That flip, if they get the full price for that, Snyder uh, led his group in 1999 purchasing the team for $800 million. Jesus, man. My goodness. My goodness. Mm, mm, mm. Hell of a flip. And yeah, and they'll get that. They'll probably get more. I think it'll sell for like six, six point five. It all goes the markets they're going, the the prestige of it of the of the franchise you're buying. I mean, it's levels, but I, I that that sounds about right. They'll get that number. Um, but yeah, that was funny, RG three. Okay, one eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. All right. Also. Keep it moving. Well, before we go on, we'll go to the phones here. Let's go to uh, Martin. Martin, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760 at 1300 Zone in Fox South Central Texas, Waco. What's up, Martin? How are you doing, gentlemen? Hello? Hello? What's up, Martin? How you doing? All right, man. What's going on? Oh, you're spot on about Jimbo. He's five years in and four or five. It don't matter, but he should have been doing a whole lot better. Kevin Sumlin, if he was here now with A and M with with the NIL, man, just think what he could have done. And also the Astros, man, they they better win quick tonight because the boogeyman's coming for him. You have a great day, guys. All right, thanks for the phone call, Martin. Um, yeah, I mean they 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 definitely you don't want to go down any any type of series, let alone the World Series down three one. Um, so they've got to get it going. I mean, the defense and really that's going to depend on the pitching. I mean, just hope, you know, Astros pitching has been good pretty much for the whole year. Doesn't go MIA on the biggest stage. 1-800-707-9760. Um, back to the NFL. You got something you want to add? Well, I was just going to say all time in a best of seven series. MLB.com says that 85% of the time the team up wins. Mm. 78 of 92 so the boogeyman you know that, that that's definitely tonight hmm well yeah you know they're just trying to get back to jv and back around you know but mccullers last night he just i've never seen him pitch that bad especially this time of year he he had to be giving away his pitches and to me who's gonna i mean 
no one's gonna admit that that's a picture like that's like no one's gonna admit that yeah man i was probably doing you don't want to get admit you got got so i i don't believe he had to uh, but anyway all right transitioning back um yeah, so that's good news for the Washington Commander fans out there. And we'll definitely, this will be a story that goes, you know, throughout the rest of the season and into the offseason on how it kind of helps out. We got Gerald Glenn checking in with us on Facebook Live. He said, hell with RG3. He was just trying to write a tell-all book about Washington last year. He's corny. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot about that, Gerald. But, I mean, I, I think that was a corny tweet, too. RG's just like, I feel you, man. You know, I feel you. But that was corny. Um, but to the NFL point, I want to make one point. Then I want to go back to the NBA because I want to talk to this Kevin Durant thing. Um, why is everybody like killing the Packers for not making a move or at the deadline or pretty much, you know, missing out on Claypool because their division rivals of the Bears took Claypool? Are like, you to, to, yeah, I'm serious because at the end of the day, like the way I look at it, it's steady, constantly excuses, and basically that they're trying to implant and plant for Aaron Rodgers because it goes back to my take yesterday. The the way they look this year needs to put to rest that he never really had weapons in Green Bay. They didn't draft never a receiver because we're seeing what it really looks like. And number two, he's gotten what he wanted, man. He wanted control. He wanted to be able to sit there and say, hey, we need to simplify things. Oh, well, if they didn't want to go trade any of their future assets or anything to try to get somebody to come play Captain Sabahoe and bail his ass out. 1-800-707-976. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by Dos Equis, and we are broadcasting from the Hazel Skyline Studios. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Crowd. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special Nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Professionalism, respect, accountability, and communication. These are the values at Tiger Sanitation, serving the needs of the greater San Antonio area. From residential to commercial waste and recycling services, Tiger Sanitation works hard to keep the communities they serve safe and clean. After all, as a local family-owned business, their families live, shop, and play here too. For more, visit TigerSanitation.com. Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind.
Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official Sponsor of the sports crime. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. Bartlett spin the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Dos Equis. Get a dose. And we've been broadcasting from the Hazel Scott Online Studios. In this last segment of the day, it's going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that is Zing Zang. Make sure you try out their pre-made alcoholic drinks, or you can just stick to the original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so keeping it moving here uh, before we get out of here. So, yeah, we'll see if the Astros can bounce back tonight and make it a series. Um, also, touching on NBA, a couple things I want to touch on is Kevin Durant. We The, the more reactions coming out of the Steve Nash firing uh, yesterday or the mutual parting ways as they're putting it, which I do believe because I think Steve is probably rele- uh, relieved that he's out of there. Um, but – Kevin Durant met the media after the game, which they lost to the Bulls, by the way. Another game they've dropped. Um, it just said that, use words, paraphrasing, that, you know, it's the NBA. You don't have time to practice. Things move, happen. And we know all we've been evaluated. But the thing that just really hit headliner is when he said he was shocked. He also said that he found out watching SportsCenter. I think he's full of it. I think Kevin Durant is caught up in the whole troll game because what he does with burners accounts and social media is, and I think he's trolling all of us. What do you mean that, you know, first of all, if I'm not mistaken, you're the one that wanted him to go before the season even started. You were threatening to want to be traded, and then y'all had to have these meetings, and then y'all pretty much showed up on media day and then tried to say, oh, everything's good. Steve's like, we're good now. And they play, they absolutely did not play for him whatsoever. Now, I told you yesterday that I felt that yesterday was a game that they had to try to go out and find out a win. And they started off pretty good, but it fell apart in the second half. Because why? They don't have any defensive DNA in them. And I think just being Steve Nash in that culture situation, and a lot of people think they just got a culture problem, period. Um, But I think Kevin Durant, I think that's just a bunch of bull crap. I mean, Kevin Durant has to live with the fact that you cared about what people said about you and what people thought about you, and you were not going to be ever validated for any other championships you won with Golden State, and you decided to leave. And you put your faith in uh, Kyrie Irving. I think that's still Kevin Durant's guy because he's yet to throw the guy under the bus. I mean, Kyrie Irving has got himself involved with this whole other situation now. But the reality of it is, the reports we touched on a little bit, they're going out and getting Adoka eventually. However, this takes him for the meantime, they just got Jock Vaughn as uh, 
he's playing the Jacoby Brissett role. You know, in the NFL, that Jacoby got a role he played in the NFL. And free agent, but you need a backup that's not going to come back and get hurt. What's that brother's name he played from oh, Brissett? Call him up. Call his agent. That's Jacoby. But Jock Vaughn is just sitting there for whenever Adoka's going to show up. Also in the NBA, speaking of the NBA, uh, a couple things. Uh, the T-Wolves. I've been watching them. Of course, you know, your San Antonio Spurs upset them early. Everybody's surprised. Like, wow, and that was on the road. Let me tell you something. Minnesota T-Wolves look horrible. They do not look like there were even a playoff team last year. Anthony Edwards, he's too too much lounging. And I can tell already, too much lounging in the offseason. Too much smelling the roses, stopping to smell your own piss. Never let Tank do that. I'm like, what are you? Come on. That's Anthony Edwards. Tank's my dog, by the way, but new people that's join us. But um, bad. And, you know, after watching them, because I didn't think about this in real time when it went down. But after watching Minnesota now for the last two or three games, the Rudy Gobert signing and trade makes no sense whatsoever. And maybe that is the reason why this team is just the chemistry. I mean, they got the same coach, but you can't tell me Patrick Beverly was the glue that you know kept all this together. When I look at this, this makes no absolutely sense whatsoever, and you can see why they play. For one, all Rudy Gobert does is defense and rebounds. Pretty much when I say defense, block shots. He doesn't have any post-game moves. The only way he's scoring is either he's dunking or he's getting fouled, and he, Rudy does a good job with his free throw shooting. But you're bringing him to a team with a big guy in Carl Anthony Towns that also doesn't really have any post moves. Also, that Carl Anthony Towns plays outside on mid-range of the three-point line. That's where he plays the game most of the night. It makes no sense. It's clogged the offense down. Russell is uh, is struggling. Jamarcus, he's he's struggling. Anthony Edwards, which was a rookie year, just jumped on the scene, was a bona fide, could tell he was going to be an all-star. He's come out slow. They lost last night to the Suns, but they the way they blew, they just look lifeless. That trade, it, now that I see it on the court, that was dumb. That was dumb. That made And you do that with a young team that you just – made a surprising playoff run. You can lose this stuff in the front office, and a front office can't set you back. Your Spurs are in action tonight hosting the uh, Toronto Raptors. Um, last time I checked, it was a seven-and-a-half-point spread favorite Toronto. I was like, damn, man, the Spurs have been playing. But then now, you know, Jonas has made me aware that there's quite a few people uh, of our San Antonio Spurs that are out tonight. And who? what's the list? Uh, that list is Devin Vassell still out with his knee. Uh, Blake Wesley, uh, he's out with a level three or grade three uh, left MCL sprain. And I uh, looked that up. That could take anywhere from three weeks to three months uh, to heal. Uh, Keldon Johnson's been listed out tonight, as has Isaiah Roby. Uh, the team did say that Jeremy Sohan is available. Um, that to me, that's a little bit alarming because they're too young to be getting, I mean, getting banged up this early or made this guy, this many guys out. That's the only thing I'll say about that. Um, it's going to be interesting to me how they continue, uh, to handle, uh, cause you know, I think tomorrow 
um, the whole Josh Primo situation. I think the, the the alleged victim is supposed to be hosting a press conference, or I should say, holding a press conference tomorrow with the lawyer of the hour of this year, Mr. Busby. Could have had some people go up as him as Halloween, as much he been in rotation. Um, I wonder how they're going to continue to perform and to concentrate once this press conference takes place and once this story gets back picked back up. I was kind of a little bit surprised that it did. It, I thought it was going to hit a little bit more steam than it did nationally. Uh, a lot of factors into that. I think for one, who the franchise is. Number two, I think, you know, you got baseball that's extending into November. Of course, football is still going. We have the trade deadline. I was surprised that this didn't get more national attention. But I think if this press conference goes as scheduled tomorrow, and that's when I think the media picks it back up. And then at that point, just like we went through the Deshaun Watson situation, everything, more information and more details going to leak out because we still don't know what context this is in that he exposed himself. And that's really what I'm waiting to hear to come out. You know, what was this? Was this in a training room? Was this in an, a real inappropriate relationship that went wrong? Or is this just a guy that's got some issues that are young, immature, or maybe he is dealing with mental health that affects him to act this way. I'm pretty sure those things will come out once this press conference and this really gets going in that direction. Also, uh, NBA wise as well too. Uh, Golden State is zero and four um, on the road this year. Um, haven't started off well. You know, I've, I've said it before. I think Clay's been struggling a little bit. He's off to a rough start shooting. That's why I think he took it personal. With uh, what Barkley said a week ago, which Barkley addressed yesterday, which I figured he would on TNT. Um, but, you know, I don't think it's nothing to alarm with. But the one thing I am a big component advocate of is that you can't even as good as Golden State that they are and they're defending champs. You can develop bad habits. You can develop bad habits. So they're on four, but we'll see where they go from here. They lost to the Heat yesterday, and they had control of that game in the second half. And in the fourth quarter, they just – I mean, they came out and blew out the Heat in the third quarter, won that quarter by 10 points. And then in the fourth quarter, they end up losing that by like 20 points in that quarter. So defenses look shady, uh, shaky, and also they're struggling on the road. 1-800-707-9760. Also, uh, what was the other uh, NBA – note that i wanted to put out there oh yes uh the nba this actually came out last week i, I knew this towards over the weekend this started to develop and you know i know we're midweek but i'm just getting to it but the nba owners according to multiple reports nba owners are pushing hard behind closed doors for what they're calling a spending limit slash hard cap an upper spending limit that's what they're calling it which is an extension of a hard cap um, because, and this is kind of the problem I have with it, because an owner like Golden State's owner, and there's a, there's a couple other ones, but let's just talk about the one that's in the that's got the gold ball, that's been running this whole eight year nine year run they're on. The whole new this whole tax luxury tax situation was created to have the penalty so severe, and they are that would discourage any owner from trying to work the system and stay over the luxury cap 
What was not forecasted by this when the NBA came up with this was the influx and the growth of the revenue and money that has come to the sport and the type of ownership and the type of money that owners have access to and are making now. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to fix a problem because you have a Golden State owner that's just taking those fines on the chin. Just one punch after, just blocking them all like, that's all right, man, we stacking titles. I'll find a way to recoup it. NBA doesn't want that. Because then, so the problem I have is now that owners are willing to pay that penalty, now you want to screen foul and you want to come back and say, nah, you know what? We need an upper limit max. And then we, and so basically they're trying to dress it up, but they want a hard salary cap. Good luck. Good luck with that. I'm not saying that they won't get it, but that smells to me that, again, I don't know how new or how many years we're in this current CBA that we're in with the NBA and the players. Do you do you know where we stand with that? Yeah, actually, the teams have until next December to decline or to, to, to opt out of the current one. Okay. And renegotiate. So we're right about almost a year out that they've December got a year. December 2023 okay. to opt well, out. Okay, well, if this is a major, and, and well, I'm glad you added that and you know that because uh, I didn't because what that does is that puts more evidence on the reason why this is purposely leaked out at this time because when you have a headliner like that and you're talking about there's a year expiring or where the players, the owners can opt out of this CBA, you put that out there because that's a big one and that's enough one that you would have to fear that ugly word that we have in sports and that's lockout. Because I'll tell you, I can't imagine as if we got players that are deciding when coaches are getting fired, they're deciding whether they don't want to be there. Well, we got a contract. You, you, you mean, man, you're only in your second year, you're fired. You're, I don't care. I want out. If we've got players that are controlling the league like that, I can't imagine this same player group, this same player rep, player unit, they're going to sit there and say, okay, man, you got us, man. We know there's some, that's fine. Let's have a cap. That there's, I didn't know that. That's good information you just gave me, but that lets me know this was leaked on purpose to give a year out. And this is bad news, I believe, for NBA fans and NBA that they're asking for that. I understand why they're doing it. It makes sense. I have a little bit problem with it because it's like you should have thought about this when you came up with the original rule. You should have known that there was going to be some owners, especially in some big markets in, in Golden State and Oakland, that area, that, that ain't that big of a market. But the owner got money. That's still tech land down there. At the end of the day, they should have known that there was going to be owners that were willing to pay the price and the penalty. Period. I mean, everyday people make those decisions anyway. Penalty. Late penalty. I know, but I ain't going to pay that bill till they ain't got to, well, we're going to charge you late. Go ahead. Charge it. People, your program, if you got the money, your program different. I have a problem that they're playing money. They're going to try to retread, like, wait a minute. And it's always about the fear in the NBA. They make a lot of decisions over the fear of uncompetitive balance, per se. But it and still, when you look at the NBA, I'm not going to there. I mean, look, the way this season starting off, I mean, teams that were supposed to be tanking and all this. I mean, you, it's it's up there where there's a little bit of parity in it. But for the most part, man, you know who the title contender is going to be. You know that. That's the beauty between the NFL and NBA. Nobody had the Giants six and one. That's the beauty of the NFL. Atlanta was supposed to be one of the worst teams we've seen in the NFL in the last ten years. They're in first place in the in the NFC South. My point is, it's unpredictable. You have a chance, like anything can happen. NBA, 
it's it's the most predictable sport that I basically pay attention to and cover. It is not that hard. If you really watched a regular season, it is not hard to really see who are the pretenders and who are the contenders. What you got? Is it a coincidence that this is now a discussion about a hard cap within the 12 month time that we've heard Jeannie Buss of the Lakers say, I'm not willing to open my checkbook anymore for you, LeBron. Hmm. I'm not willing to take this higher. And so LeBron, is this a LeBron factor? I, I kind of want to put this on his shoulders and maybe say that he, he's, he's caused a little fuss okay. because now he can't uh, get an owner to go or a governor to go buy the team that he needs to compete. He's seeing these other teams with more with, with open checkbooks and they're able to go pick up whoever they want to. You have uh, the Golden State Warriors, seventy-eight million over the cap. The Brooklyn Nets, seventy million over the cap. Clippers, seventy million over the cap. And of course, the Lakers are there, sixty over the cap, sixty million over the cap too. But with that checkbook being closed, this this feels like a LeBron thing and his him flexing his power and telling somebody he's upset and then somebody else reacting. Am I am I too far off on that? Yeah, I think you're. You're not as far off on that as you are your Jimbo take. But I think, but but I but, but I do. There's something that you're saying, but I think you're getting the wrong culprit. I think the way you broke it down is 100 percent accurate. But I'm not gonna. That's this isn't LeBron. This is. I mean, yeah, you could say he's affected by it if you want to look at it that way. But this is really pushed by the owners and could be pushed by a Jenny Bus that is in the LA market. But sit there and say, hey, uh, economy's bad here as well too. You see what our economy is doing? Yes, you have your stars, you have that, but they're losing money. That's why she closed her checkbook. So she could even be somebody to say, hey, look, I don't want to have the pressure just because I'm the Lakers or I play in L.A. that I've got to spin and I've got to be. And if that's how we're winning, it's not fair that this guy here can kind of. And that is what you're really seeing. I'm not going to just totally. It's not. I don't think it's LeBron. LeBron's on his way out. LeBron trying to get Kareem. He wants to get his son in the league. He's trying to buy a team and in Vegas, out. and he wants to and he wants to own a team someday. He's not worried about because that's not. He, I mean, he ain't got that much time left to reflect, do that affect him. This is more pushed by the owners. That's why I say it's bad news for NBA fans because I, to me, a, a, a league that's ran by the players, unless they get something in return, unless the owners give them say, hey, if you give us this, we'll do this. Unless it's something crazy, I don't see them accepting that that easy i don't they know that they've got power they've got leverage and they run the league nba promotes individuals nfl ever since the great pete roselle they promote teams teams that's the reason why you can go and get and play in london and take one team, Jacksonville, to go out there every week, and then you get every year, excuse me, two or three times a year, and you get certain fans out. And then you bring up one particular team goes and plays them, and you get a record turnout, more than they've ever had. Okay? So that's kind of that. That's kind of how I feel on that, on that one. Also, what else did I got? We got one minute, but I think I covered everything that I wanted to today. We'll definitely react to game four tonight of the Astros and Philly to see if the Astros can tie the series up. Matching is tonight. 
Definitely be looking at some action. Tomorrow we'll start taking a peek at Friday, the Dos Equis College Football Weekend Preview. We got a couple good games. We got one monster one I've been talking about, Georgia and Tennessee. So we'll start peeking at that and looking ahead to Week 9 in the National Football League. But for today, that is a wrap. Special thanks to the producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Bartlett spinning the 1 and 2. San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down Laredo. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning, before you hit the snooze button and before you roll out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.